Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Matt Russo. Matt bowls collegiately at Weber International University. Matt, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. All right, Matt, so you met Steve at the two-handed camp that just took place down at, uh, down at Kegel. So let's first, let's talk about that. And you're a two-handed left-handed, or you're left-handed and you're a two-handed bowler. So let's talk about that. And how did you get your start uh, bowling two-handed? Uh, I started bowling two-handed when I was uh, probably about three or four years old when I first started getting into bowling. I was never strong enough to lift the ball with one hand, so I would go to the local bowling center and just kind of chug it down the lane with two hands, kind of like granny styles between my legs, and then I started to realize that maybe I could do it a proper way, and I just, just started messing around, and before I knew it, I developed my own game, and I saw Jason on TV probably in about 06 or 07, Oh, I saw him on YouTube, and I was like, man, that guy bowls like me. And then I started to realize, no, I bowl like him uh, after I heard all the stories about him. So I just uh, developed a game on my own. I was watching videos once I saw videos come out and just tweaking my own style to see what worked best. And I never met another two-handed lefty until I ran to Wesley Lowe a couple years ago. Uh, and other than that, everything that I've learned has been self-thought. I've had tips here and there and a little bit of coaching, but... Really, my game started when I was very young, and it was all self-taught. Now, I've got a couple questions for you. The second one I'll, I'll hit afterwards relating to that two-handed camp that we were both at. But uh, you mentioned Wesley Lowe, and I think both of you, you're two-handers, but you put your thumb in it. Is that correct, both of you? Yes, that is correct, yeah. Uh, he's and, the only yeah. other two-hander really that I know. And, and, and what is that? Why, why, why do you think it is that, that you developed that style, and why haven't you taken your thumb out, and, and why do a lot of or most other two-handers not use their thumb? I think I'm the only one that really says that without my thumb in it, I can't create any uh, axis rotation or rev rate. Um, so without my thumb in it, I really have no control of what my hand is at the bottom. So ever since I was younger, I always had my thumb in the ball. So when I started to mess around taking it out, my ball would just roll end over end, and I have like five or ten degrees of axis rotation and have no rev rate. So when I started putting my thumb in it, like I do now, I was able to be more versatile and have more rev rate or decrease my rev rate, increase my rev rate. And in terms of ball speed, I was able to repeat it better because I developed very good thumb timing. Um, I think a lot of people nowadays don't have their thumb in it because it's not common and it's not natural. Um, I think they see Jason and uh, Asu not use their thumb. We were the guys that really brought two-handed bowling on the scene, and they just develop a no-thumb style and, and go with it like that. I mean, if you're generally going to throw with two hands, you wouldn't necessarily put your thumb in it because not many people can hook the ball with their thumb with two hands. So I think in terms of all the high-rev guys, they develop really good thumb timing, and the two-handed style is completely different, and nobody uses their thumb because I just don't think that they can produce as much rev rate or ball speed or uh, versatility mm. with their thumb in it. I think the guys who use it are very few, and I think they've got very special abilities in terms of what they can do with their thumb. So uh, that's good. That's good stuff. Hey, on the uh, on the two-handed camp. Now we had twenty 
20-some uh, players and 10 coaches. So it was really unique and very cool and, and really the first of its kind here in the U.S. I, I haven't seen or heard of anything like that. What was, your, what was your experience and your take like there being on the coaching side uh, here for, the, uh, for this two-handers camp? I thought it was absolutely fantastic uh, working alongside the schedule coaching staff as well as you and Chris Bai. And I think it was a great experience just to be able to give back to the youth and give back to a sport that I grew up in and that I was able to learn from. And I think being a bowler at the top of the two-handed style, I think it was just more humbling of anything to be asked to go down there and work alongside with these people of all many years of knowledge and just give that to the youth and, and teach them what what I know is my expertise and just enjoy it. I, I enjoy every day and, and all bits and pieces. And I even learned some of the stuff, you know, that I added to my game that I didn't know before. So I think it was not only hmm. helping and coaching, I was able to pick up on some other things as well. So, Matt, you're in your, you have one more year left at Weber International. Let's talk about what made you choose your New Jersey boy. You moved down to Florida for school there. What made you choose uh, Weber? I think it mainly came down to the train center and, and being able to expand my game in, into not only in college, but into the future. Uh, ever since I was a young kid, I wanted to ball on tour. Uh, and that's still a dream of mine. And uh, I grew up with Johnny Petradley and Parker Bone, uh, who live about 10 minutes down the street from me. So I always watch them on TV and I got to, I get to practice them all the mm-hmm. time. And seeing them win on tour just empowered me more to get better and, and want to go out there and win. And i felt like that Weber was the best fit for me to be able to obtain more knowledge and coaching and, and really get my game to the next level. And with the use of the schedule training center, I think having all of that stuff in my exposure has really helped. Well, there's there's no doubt Kegel Training Center there with Del Warren and and Randy and and the rest of the coaches. I mean, they've got a, a tremendous facility and there's a, a ton of knowledge. Is that part of what you uh, give credit to for? I mean, you are U.S. amateur champion. You won Team USA trials uh, last year and you were uh, you were runner up this year. You almost did it back to back. Do you give a lot of credit uh, to the to them and to Kegel Training Center for that? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Um, I give a lot of credit for all the time that they put in uh, to invest in me to uh, to get my game better. Uh, I don't think that it needed a ton of necessarily knowledge to get to just increase just a little bit. I wasn't looking to increase, you know, by a hundred steps. It was kind of just a small step. I just wanted to increase a small step and then go on from there. And I think small little tweaks that I had come up with that I asked them about, and it was more about validation because I've always growing up with learning things on my own and critiquing my game by myself. So it was more validation and then them improving it one step forward. So whether it was something in my swing or something in my footwork, it was trying to fix it, but then going one step forward to making it even better and learning about bowling more, learning about bowling balls and layouts and, and what to do on these types of patterns and, you know, just giving me the best opportunity to win. And I know my first year at Weber, uh, that first half of the year, I learned so much and I went out and I made junior team and then the year after I won and, so on. So I definitely give all of my credit, you know, to to the train, the coaching staff at Weber and the training facility, um, as well as some people back home who have always been there by my side. Uh, just just giving me the motivation to go out there and, and better my game and, and just improve on it and just win. You know, I've always wanted to win. I've always had these dreams of making Team USA and to now, you know, be there and and, and accomplish more than that was was just so much icing on the cake and I, I can't thank 
to him enough for what they've done for my game in the past couple of years. Yeah, you mentioned that you're on Junior Team USA twice, regular Team USA now twice as well. So talk, explain that and help someone understand who maybe has never made the team, what, what that's like and what you guys are able, what you're able to do and just being a part of that team, you know, what it means to you. It means the absolute world. Uh, it's not just about making the team, but it's about being able to represent your country and the United States. Uh, it was a complete shock, actually, when I uh, made the team. Um, so my first year I made junior team, I bowled my way on, so I keep proud. Uh, if you're in the top four in, as a youth, uh, you automatically get a spot. And then the selection committee selects two more. And then at junior goal, they take stitch from junior gold. And that is determined by if they select or if you win or if you finish in the top, I think, first or second in the uh, standings. Uh, but I was lucky enough to make it at team trials. And uh, you spend a week down at the IGRC in Dallas, and you uh, work with the coaching staff, and they put you through evaluations, and it's a week-long camp. Uh, and then at the end of the camp, they select uh, a certain number of people off the team to travel, uh, whether it's Worlds or PabCon or uh, Tournament of Americas. Uh, and Worlds is one year, and then PabCon is the year after that. So they flip-flop back and forth. Uh, so then the year after that, I made junior team again, and uh, I happened to just bowl well enough to make the – the adult team and I couldn't believe it I I never thought that I would even become close to making the adult team and I then at the end of the week I, I you know coming into winning it was uh, just a bunch of shock it, I couldn't it was just hard to believe that I was able to go from somebody who couldn't just have a break and just couldn't get there to in two years going on to win and, and I think that just gave me so much more motivation to to keep going uh and i actually wasn't able to go to the adult camp this past year due to school and education and my school mm -hmm. was uh was a lot this past year so i wasn't able to experience adult camp uh but this year i did i got selected at team trials uh, i almost won back to back uh which would have been fantastic but i was grateful enough to get selected uh so i will be going back to adult camp in october and i'm looking forward to working with all the new talent that we have, a lot of uh, my close friends are on the team, and a lot of us grew up in the in the junior team USA ranks, and now we're moving on to the adult team. So it's going to be a whole lot of fun, and I'm so excited for the future for Team USA. That, that's cool, and I think there's uh, I think there's what men's world championships coming up. Um, yeah, we have a couple, we have a Is double right? tournament. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what tournament or how many we've got, but I know definitely for sure men's world. Uh, I believe it's in uh, Dubai, or it's in one of those weird countries that I've never mm -hmm. been to. So uh, it would be uh, to get to let the go to the world would be another dream come true. Uh, there's so many, there's so much talent. Uh, so it's just I'm very fortunate and very humble just to be a part and to be able to bowl with these guys and, and call them my teammates. Yeah, that's really that's really cool. Hey, question I've got for you, Matt. Now, what do you think about the uh, best advice you would give to some, I mean, there's a lot of uh, young, great players who bowl who are one-handed players, but there's a lot of them as well. Um, young, um, uh, even, even older players, let's say Walter Ray Williams that, that are kind of converting the two hands or so. How does somebody go about that best go about that process that they want to give two-handed bowling a shot, but they've been raised or grown up uh, just being a traditional one-hander. I think it's about learning the correct way. Uh, Steve, as you saw when we were at the camp, some of the kids 
some of them converted, uh, or I would say maybe a majority of them converted, and they may necessarily not learn the correct way. So I think it's about going out and reaching out to somebody who knows about the two-handed game and, and getting pointers and getting proper instruction um, to learn the best technique that they can to fix their game. I think that in a couple of years we're going to see so many more two-handers than one-handers. So I think that any young kid who is growing up and, and is learning the two-handed style or anybody who's trying to switch, I think the best advice I can give them is, is just learning it the proper way uh, so it doesn't cause any injuries or it doesn't cause any other problems. I think it's just learning the correct way of what is the best that style that's going to fit for their game. Obviously, we see so many two-handed styles out there that everybody's just different. And that's the most unique thing is that nobody has the same style. So it's just about finding a way that fits their game and makes them comfortable as well as getting the proper technique fundamentally that is going to help them improve. So, Matt, you guys are one of the few schools, in my opinion, that have a very solid men and women's team. So let's talk about that and talk about how each of the teams kind of drives each other to perform better at tournaments and how you guys are able to kind of help each other step up each other's game on the lanes. I will tell you that uh, my freshman year, uh, we had a really stacked women's team uh, who ended up winning, and we had a pretty stacked men's team who finished in third. Uh, and, uh, we had two Team USA guys, myself and Andrew Anderson, were on that team. And uh, we bowled the girls one day at practice in uh, two best-of-seven major matches, and we lost both major matches 4-0. Uh, so that there right there gives you a great example of how good our women's team was uh, a couple of years ago. And they, they're re- rebuilding now uh, as we move on the next couple of years. But I think that seeing them be so good and how hard that they've worked just gives us more of the motivation to not lose to them. So for us to not lose to them, we have to obviously work harder and be better. Uh, so they're in there practicing all the time and we go in there and practice as well. And when we're able to practice with them and, and feed off of each other, uh, I know they love the competition. They, it makes them bowl better, and we love the competition because it makes us bowl better. So having that solid other team uh, across the way from you at practice is, uh, makes a huge difference. Hey, final, final question I've got for you. Now, i got to you know, give you some props here. We were down there at Kegel. Matt, and you were uh, you were going through, and you were kind of acting in a little different role other than bowling coach. Uh, you actually were were playing the the part or the role of an interviewer in front of the camera with the microphone in your hand. You looked very very comfortable. What's your what's your secret to that? And are you going to use that skill? Are you looking to some kind of uh, involvement in that in any kind of like either career opportunities or something as you move forward as you're uh, graduating from Weber? Yeah, uh, this, I'm revealing my secret. Uh, I actually have been doing that uh, basically uh, my entire life. I've always been the man to kind of just get up there, grab the microphone, and start talking. Uh, I was an actor for about six, seven years all throughout high school and uh, about two years into college uh, back home for a foundation. And uh, I started uh, on the set of a TV show for my high school uh, junior year, wow. and uh, I just fell, fell in love with being in front of the camera, and I just developed my own type of style. Uh, picked up on, on some quick things that worked, and I've used a lot of experience I've had on stage uh, to throw myself into being an interviewer. Uh, it's a big dream of mine to uh, get a job in the industry of either TV or production or movies uh, or anything in front of the camera or even behind the camera. Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I think I'm great at it, which I think is 
pretty cool. I it just I have a lot of confidence. Uh, so I, I think that that helps me for sure. I've, I've got to claim I've got to claim first dibs on your talent. Then so moving for, if, as soon as you enter this world, you got to you got to shoot me a note and say, all right, Steve, I want to you got to give me make sure I got first options there. Is that cool? <laughs> so everybody, so everybody that hears this podcast or anybody listening in or who who hears this, just make that note that Steve Plumpkin has claimed me already. That's even right. before I get out into this world. So, Steve, I will accept your <laughs> offer when I am ready, no matter what. You will be my first guy I contact. I love it. <laughs> Matt, and, Matt, and I want to ask on that, just on that, on the bowling side of things, does that help you when you're in a pressure-packed situation and all the eyeballs are on you on the lanes as well because you're used to that on stage acting and performing? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I, I absolutely love the pressure, as weird as it sounds. I love feeling pressure. It's just something that drives me to be better. Um, so I think that I live for those pressure moments and uh, I, you know, I, I, I don't learn as much if I'm not in that situation. Uh, and it, it has helped so much because I remember my first show, I was so nervous. I was shaking and I had to give this huge monologue, which is just myself on stage talking to an audience with lights on me. And I just didn't know what to do. I was shaking and I used those techniques of being on stage and calming myself down in the bowling world. Of, of dealing with pressure situations, and, and I've just just gotten better at it. Um, I, I love it. I, I I live for feeling that those situations. Yeah, that's that's not a surprise to me. I saw you. I mean, you take you have to be able to accept that pressure when you're an anchor player, and it comes right down to the uh, down to the wire, and you, you're an awesome anchor bowler. And I, that's, that's again, no surprise to me. So, um, well, thanks, Matt, so Thank much. You. Appreciate having you on our show, and. Um, uh, look forward to uh, to having you on again and enjoy your summer. I know you've got a, a little bit more time off here before you have to get back to the classroom and uh, and back on the lanes at training center. I'm sure you probably still train year round, but uh, appreciate you taking the yeah. time for us. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I'd love to be back on the show. Uh, thank you very much for the opportunity.